When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, welcome to Going Off Track. Hello. I'm Jonah. I almost said I'm Brad. You wish, man. I wish I was Brad. <laughs> I wish I had this compound. Uh, I wish I had this view. I do wish I had this view. This is, uh, we're at, at Brad's apartment, and he has a very amazing 180-degree view of Manhattan and the water and uh, this huge building and the World Trade Center. Dude, I that got... building looks bigger than the World Trade I Center. Know, it looks taller. Is that just because it's closer to us? Yeah, it's much closer. It's well, whatever. If you're if you've listened, you know how much I hate that building. Brad hates this building. I should post a picture so people can see. You should how, what I'm talking about. But I get, um, dude, I had I had the shit scared out of me this morning. Oh yeah, like yeah. Um, as we're speaking, our uh, shit leader is over in South Korea, but which is meaningless except in my mind at three o'clock in the morning when this fucking helicopter went ripping past the window and then more helicopters. And then I heard some cops and I look out the window and I see like a fire truck going up the, going up the highway the other way with like no lights on. And like, you know, when you you're woken out of a deep sleep and your mind just wanders. And I was like, are we under attack? It's somebody, it's, it's Korea like boated a nuke up the harbor and I just, all these crazy ideas, like it was just, because the sounds that I was hearing and the way the helicopters were moving around and stuff, it was different than normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I've yeah. been here for, I've lived in this apartment now for nine years and you get used to the way things happen. Sure. You know? Even when there's like, you know, we've had people, you know, I've had people jump off the bridge and cops are all over the place at the river and there's helicopters. This was totally different. And I was just freaked out. Plus I'd been woken out of a dead sleep. So I was convinced that, you know, so what happened? Did you find out? No, it's probably, it's probably that it's probably like a jumper or fucking, I don't know. People jump off this bridge a lot. Not a lot, but, but see, I'm between the Williamsburg and the Manhattan bridge. So there's a lot of bridges here to jump off. If you yeah. want to jump off one, I told you I have a friend and she works for like central park. And then she's like, I was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, people die here all the time. Like people like not necessarily get murdered, but like they're like, you'll find like a dead homeless person right, or well, like someone so will be in the water because so many people come through and it's so big. And I was like, yeah, you don't really hear about that. And she's like, yeah, you kind of do. But like it just it's so routine. It's like, right. 
it's part of life, man. It's part of life, part of the cycle of life. And but no, I, I think everything's okay. I don't think we're under attack. I don't good. think anybody's going to nuke us right now. All right. Well, it's this hard- isn't going to come out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, sorry as kick- of now, <laughs> sorry to kick it off on a downer. Yeah. No. Well. It'll be a good foil to our guest, who is one of... Definitely uh, not a downer. Definitely not a downer. <laughs> definitely the opposite of a downer. A friend of the podcast, multiple-time guest. Uh, you know him from his solo career, from singing for Fake Problems, from his incredible internet persona. It is Chris Farron. Yeah. Uh, from playing in Antarctica Vespucci with Jeff Rosenstock and Benny Horowitz. Yeah. Going off track guest host. I mean, he's literally, like, related to us. He is. He is. Uh and Chris is, yeah, he's been on a bunch of our, he's been on a live podcast. He's been on a bunch. I've been on his podcast, Back to the Island, his Losting podcast with Jeff like five times. And, uh, yeah, his latest album is called Chris Farron Can't Die. Uh, and he just actually posted a couple of days ago that Asian Man Records is repressing his all original holiday album on super limited vinyl. 13 incredible original songs featuring noteworthy punk celebrities. And the album is called uh, Like a Gift from God or Whatever. Um, and I've heard this record. It came out a few years ago. It's, it's, if you're into Christmas music, it's great. I'm, I actually like this record. I'm not into Christmas music. Um, but uh, yeah, and Chris is on tour. Chris is kind of always on tour. Yeah, he's, He moved from Florida to Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, he's... Uh, Got a couple shows in. Uh, he's on tour in November, but I'm not sure when when this is coming out. He's on the West Coast, and then he's got a couple. He'll be out at the end of November. End of November, so he's got a couple shows. Twenty first, probably something like that. Okay, got a couple shows in December. December thirteenth in Hamden, Connecticut. December sixteenth, sixteenth in Amityville, New York, and uh, I'm sure he'll have some more stuff coming up as well. Like I said, uh, Chris is always on the road. He's always a great guest, and uh, I felt like we tried to. What do we talk about? Yeah. We if, talk- you go see, if you go see him, you got to go up to him and say, hey, heard you on the podcast. Yes, please, <laughs> please, please tell him you heard him on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And he tells an incredible story that Benny about St. Augustine gonna- being on tour. That's a very long story. It's pretty much most of the podcast. Most of the podcast, but I've got to say <laughs> it's, uh, it's very incredible. So uh, a few quick thank yous before we start. Thank you to Jeff Rosenstock for being our mystery friend this episode. Uh, thank you to Pulse, Pulse Music. Music and st- our engineer. Harmony? Thanks to one, two, three. Pulse Music. For, uh, <laughs> and, if, and if you hire them, they'll do much better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For they whatever will, they will auto-tune that. Uh, yeah, and thanks to our engineer, Steve Grywalski, and everyone at Pulse for letting us record there and use their amazing, beautiful studio. Uh, who else? Thanks to our patrons. patrons Patreon.com slash going off track. Patreon.com slash going off track. If you want to, you know, we th- really, a thousand thanks all of you that joined. Um, we've covered our monthly costs, which really puts our mind at ease. Um, but if you want to be a supporter, go there. There's all different levels that you can you can join at, and there's incentives, there's reasons to join. I'm not going to go into it here because this is a great podcast and we should get started, but just check it out. There's links on our website, goingofftrack.com, or just go straight to patreon.com slash goingofftrack and see what, see what we got for you. Check it out. Um, so yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And let's get into this podcast with our friend and yours, Chris Farron.
I go with Benny's. <laughs> yeah. The, the regulars call it just the baths. We frequent the baths. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pretty chill spot. It is. It is. And I, I feel like it's important for people of this podcast to know that Jonah and I feel close enough that we do essentially sit in our underwear sweating together. So it's underwear? <laughs> it's bathing suits I, during co-ed hours. Yeah. There are men and women only hours where you can go naked, but it's mostly co-ed. Oh, jeez. I went to Iceland on my honeymoon uh, with my wife. Um, and there's a there's things there called like the... What's it called? The Blue Lagoon... The, the cold lagoon. springs, right. hot springs, hot, hot springs. springs. Yeah. Yeah. The oh yeah, why yeah. would you go to? So cold I didn't go to. Springs. I didn't go. We didn't go to the blue lagoon, but we went because it was closed for some reason. Uh, and but, you didn't even have to search for it. Get it? Isn't that the movie? Search for the blue lagoon. Is that a movie? No, I don't know. It's it with Brooke what Shields? am I thinking of? I'm yeah, Brooke Shields <laughs> or no, Bo Derek. Bo Derek. Is it called Search for the Blue Lagoon? No, anyway. it's, it's not. Is it? Did <laughs> I just make that it up? It has Lagoon in the title. Did I make this up? It yeah. might just be called Blue Lagoon. Anyway, hey Brad, you want to produce this and give it a Google? Oh, God. You know, while she, we continue, use your mind, man. While we continue here, try to try to br- give yourself some Chris, confidence. Is there Chris, story? Oh, nah, please. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just trying to. Uh, no, we went to the Secret Lagoon, Ooh. which, I mean, it's just, anybody can go there. It's not a secret. Oh. It's just called that. Okay. Um, but uh, my wife and I are both, I don't I don't want to say we're never nude, but <laughs> the idea of being naked in front of anybody except for each other is like a nightmare. Like, I don't, I, I was homeschooled, so I'd never had, like, locker room situations or anything. Anytime I go to the gym, I just don't go to the bathroom. Because I just know that I would have to see a naked person. Oh. Except for like one time when I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And as soon as I walked in, I just saw an old man's balls. <laughs> so even and his, the rest of his body. Too. Even though you were clothed, <laughs> just being around him yeah, I was, was even like, better. Just... Wait, so do you not like drink water when you're at the gym? Do you, do you not mean? hydrate so you don't have to pee? I mean, I have a very light workout. What are we talking? Okay, so my routine for a very long time when I lived in Florida was I would ride my bike to the gym, okay, which was like four miles, get into the gym, lift up uh, 20 pound weights mm-hmm. uh, like 20 times. He's doing like bicep curls, right? And then, I, and then I do whatever this is, it's like it's just like this, flapping doing my the wings like an eagle. I think that's yeah, your lats, yeah, yeah lats, yeah. So I do those two things or the chicken dance. Yeah, I do those two things, head over to the smoothie bar, grab a smoothie, ride my bike home. Okay. Oh, okay, I see. I don't even sweat when I'm there. Okay. <laughs> so no it's need to... social is, Do you think this is partially like a subconscious thing, <clears throat> so you don't have to spend a lot of time there, so you're just like out of the element altogether? It sounds like everything you do, you could do at home, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't even go to the gym anymore, if I'm being honest. I, my, uh, this is not an interesting thing to say. This so, is a get safe, re- so strap in. It's a safe place, Chris. My gym in Naples, Florida, LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. Moved to LA, none anywhere near. So I just canceled my membership. That is pretty strange. Yeah. That yeah, is, I think that's an interesting fact. I don't think that's boring at all. Thanks. So you. wait, so this was all leading to you and your wife being at the lagoon, right? Okay, so at the lagoon, not being never nudes, right? But. They're natural springs, so they 
want you to shower before you go in. Fair. So you go into the locker. The rules are: you go into the locker room, you strip uh, down, you okay. get naked, you you shower, and then you put your bathing suit on and you pop in. So this is the rules. Cassie and I know this. We're psyching ourselves up for like three days beforehand. Going, all right, here we're gonna do it. <laughs> and so we both go our separate ways into the, uh, our locker rooms, and uh, you know I'm kind of just pacing around in the locker room like psyching myself up to get in are you really anxious about it like i was pretty anxious about it yeah and then finally i'm like all right here i go and i am naked and i'm and i go into the shower room and there's nobody else in there in in the shower area and then five guys walk in with their bathing suits on shower with their bathing suits on and just go through oh and i was like Okay. <laughs> and then I, you know, I put my bathing suit on and I went in. And uh, when I saw Cassie on the other side, she said the exact same uh, thing happened to her. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I was thinking about this very topic today mm-hmm. oh. as I was changing. And uh, when I was younger, like when I was like go to like overnight camp and stuff, I had so much anxiety about being naked around other dudes. Like I hated it. Was, yeah. Like didn't want to do it. And then I felt like something just changed. Like. I feel like as you get older, you just, like, stop caring about a lot of stuff as much. And I yeah. felt like I just stopped caring, and now it's, like, it's something I don't think about. But yeah. I have other stuff that yeah, I still hung up on. Yeah. But do you have stuff, like, do you feel like as you've gotten older, you've kind of dropped some of that stuff that seemed like such a big deal when you were younger? Um, uh, yes. I, 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 the thing that comes to mind specifically is mostly, like, on being on stage and performing and uh, talk like talking to the audience or interacting with them in any way for like ten years. That was the most stressful thing in the world to me. Mm. And then like the past two years, I just don't. I'm not afraid of it in any way. And it's like something stopped where I just like oh, confidence. You got confidence. Maybe yes. Well, I wonder. Okay. Or you just said, "Fuck okay. it." <laughs> Actually, it leads to a question I was thinking about, Chris, which is like, you know, from somewhere towards like fake problems into your solo career, a different sort of Chris Farron right, has come to pass in a in a way. In a way, you know, there's there's the version some people know behind the scenes, which is exactly. Honestly, it's what not it that is far off in front of the scenes. I'm not going <laughs> to blow it up. It's exactly the same. But like, did did like? I don't want to say creating a character because it's not like fucking Ziggy Stardust right. or something like that. But did like some of the maybe like bravado and some of the stuff that came out of this like other side of you, the public side of you? Do you think that? helped you yeah actually oh, do totally. that like get yeah. past it yeah well because like when i started doing it alone like first of all that's just scary to be alone on stage um it's like my worst nightmare yeah yeah it, it, and the only way i could kind of figure out how to make it not feel bad for myself was just to make it insane yeah and like to have like giant pictures of my face behind me and stuff like that because that's like there's something obviously so 
narcissistic or whatever about simply playing under your own name. Uh, so it's true. And I totally recognize that. Um, yeah. And I just want to kind of make it as, uh, I don't want to say I want to make it as funny as possible, but something that I think turns me off and a lot of people off to, to certain bands and stuff is just a feeling that they take themselves serious, like super seriously. And that like, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, so kind of difusing that like right off the bat has been huge for me. Do you feel like people ever like misinterpret it or take it too literally or like stupid people? I think do that. (laughs) (laughs) Unwise humans. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah. (laughs) There was like a drunk person at the show last night. Um, I was like, my set was almost over. I played for like 40 minutes and I said, um, and this is a tour where the Smoking Popes haven't, I'm on tour with a band called the Smoking Popes and they haven't been on tour for like five years or something. And then before that, even longer and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people there that are like there to see them. They have no idea who I am. Sure. Um, and, uh, of course, I realized that, and I said, "You must have delivered a perfect set." Of course, I imagine. Of course, of yeah. course, of course. But I'm like 40 minutes into my set. I'm about to play like my last two songs, and uh, I say, "And don't worry, I only have an hour and 45 minutes left of my set, and then the smoking popes are going to get up here and <laughs> rock you guys." And like this drunk lady was just like. Are you serious? <laughs> it was so funny. And I just kept going, yes. I'm yes. serious. Yes. I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that maybe that's like a defense mechanism on my part to just think people who don't get it are stupid. Because <laughs> I remember even when I played acoustic, if somebody didn't like me, I just thought to myself, they're stupid. Yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, also the reason I stopped playing acoustic was because I felt... Like, I couldn't describe what I did without feeling embarrassed. Like, I couldn't... Like, somebody would be like, oh, what's your set like? I'm just like, oh, I'm a... I'm, you know, I'm a white guy who has an acoustic guitar. And I'm, you know, my set is carried by the power of my song. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like... You're right. Like, when you lay it out like that, it sounds terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. Yeah, on paper. Yeah, I mean, you could be Nick Drake... (laughs) <laughs> like and and describe yourself like that you know it's like yeah. it's just like that's why we need jonah to make us sound cooler yeah you know that's true yeah jonah if chris was exactly what he just said he was how would you spin it into a press release to make it tasty like what kind of adjectives or things um, could you throw into that like forlorn Forlorn, yeah, brooding. Brooding. <laughs> brooding yeah. Haunting. 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 Yeah. Haunting is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of adjectives like that. Yeah. Would that be your natural instinct to go that way? I just can't picture Chris as this brooding, like, <laughs> like, like this song's poetry or something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's Bang. what I would go with. Great. I like it. When did you kind of switch over to kind of what you're doing now as far as like playing along to stuff? Like the guitar? tracks and stuff? Yeah. Um, the last, so I did a, 
I did about a year and a half of acoustic touring, um, which I thought was really good for me because it kind of forced me to interact with the audience because I've been in band, like in fake problems, my old band, um, I would just hide behind all the sound and like barely really talk. Um, you had a couple other super strong personalities. Right. And Derek would talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I just didn't have much, uh, practice or experience just talking to the audience. And when you're acoustic, that's like so important. Um, and you were, yeah. I mean, when you, when you like started traveling with fake problems, I mean, you were just like out of high school, right? Yeah. So, I mean, do you like, there must be odd to like, you know, I always wonder that about singers in general is that, that vibe that sometimes I think the most insecure and sensitive people can create the most honest and beautiful music, which then makes them popular but the things that made them create that music, like all of a sudden, once you get popular, something happens where you have to like actually like perform for people and you have to do things that take like confidence and sometimes even ego right? and things like that. Like, so you have, you've done it yourself. Have you ever watched like the person that someone was try to turn into the person that they wanted to be and actually like did it? Where like all of a sudden they lost the old version of themselves trying to become like a confident like stageman or something like that. Um, and if so, please cite name names example. <laughs> <laughs> or people who fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have seen stuff like that. I, I, I see it and I know what it is because I can recall times when I've felt like I've been trying to be uh, what I think is the appropriate uh, thing a front person should be or whatever, (laughs) you know? Um, Luckily, a lot of people, like, grow through it and then come out the other end Mm -hmm. basically the same as they were before in a good way. Um that's in the most case I've seen that. Like I'll see people who, hmm, uh, you see, and I have done this too. So the, I'm saying it, but disparagingly, but I'm also pointing it right back at myself. Like people who, um, decide, Oh, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to really hit this hard and I'm going to do it. And, there's growing pains there because mm-hmm. maybe it's a person who is like not an assertive person, but they are doing an impression of an assertive person right. and it's just weird and awkward and maybe sometimes too mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just like, you can tell that they're just trying to work through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had, so, yeah. I had a question kind of changing gears a little bit, yeah. but I know you've been doing kind of your own animations and I know that's something you've kind of been like working on. Last time I was in LA, I feel like Jamie said she was taking you to some, st- I don't know, some studio. Like, I feel like that, is that Giphy. like, G- yeah, that's it. That was cool. What is Giphy? It's a- Giphy, they make <clears throat> the GIFs that are on your phone. Okay. 
And it's called Giffy. I never knew that. Yeah. So it's not just a clever name. Yeah. <laughs> is that something like you've been enjoying doing, or has that become a big part of like your promotion? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's a hu- it's it's a huge part of my promotion. Um, what inspired you to start doing it on your own? I guess. Uh, well, I don't have anybody to do it for me. For number one, <laughs> uh, and just thinking of new ways to promote shows. You know, like. I can only post a photo of myself playing a show to promote a show, you know, so many times before it's like, this sucks. There's nothing interesting about this at all. What was the thing you were doing where you were posting videos like from Iceland every day saying you were in the town you were going to be in? Oh, right. When I, I went on tour with Laura Stevenson two years ago and uh, ahead of the tour... Like a few months before is when I was in Iceland with my wife and I had all the tour dates. Um, so, uh, I just made like 35 short, like 15 second videos of me in Iceland, like surrounded by Iceland, which is a very distinctly looking icy, cold place. It was January. Um, and I would just say like the, the video is starting to just be me going, Oh, here I am in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm playing tonight at Shea Stadium. Um, and then the next, or and then you know, here I am in San Francisco, and it's Iceland every time. Uh, yeah, and I did that on my honeymoon, and my wife took the videos. That was very sweet. She of her. Was very nice. It's pretty yeah, funny, nice like, woman. You've been getting so good at your promotions that when that voice starts. Your promotion voice, mm-hmm. like I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> like you're, you're like branding, yeah, really well. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're a gifted actor, Chris. I appreciate it. I love just being around you. I love being around and you. You guys have a great band together as well. Yeah, we're in a band together. We are. We rock out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris and Jeff write those songs. Okay. To be clear. And then I drum those songs. Yeah, we and do what you. all bands do. We all we record everything, and then we come to the drummer and say, "Here you go." And just <laughs> and I, you know, and I hear yeah. you give Benny tons of time to do, and it. we give him a lot of time <laughs> to often, prepare. Often, <laughs> right now, I feel like something's fishy because a lot of time. To I prepare. have like all these Antarctica Vespucci songs right now, like in my email, and I like listen to them, and I'm like, they're awesome. <laughs> But, like, nothing's happening yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, geez, I'm like, is someone else, like, playing on <laughs> no, it? I'm like, this no. is taking too long. No, no. It is scaring it is me. A long time. I'm getting insecure. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I'm insecure. I feel insecure, too. But not, like, it's going to happen for sure. Yeah. I think probably in January. What fun. Yeah. It's going to be can, great. I've been playing a lot of weird drum stuff recently. Cool. One cool thing that some of this time has given me is that I don't have to practice for anything. Right. So I can like sit behind drums and take like a YouTube lesson of like Calypso or That's reggae. Awesome. And there's nerds all over the internet sharing their information no, for free. <laughs> there's not. Dude, Get out of here. So many. No way. <laughs> nerds just, online. I was just thinking that in the way here. Like, <laughs> like I know it's like the era, right? Of like, Oh, there's everything's the wussification of America and everyone's got to eat Arby's and, you know, do all this stuff. But like, you know, the military, like they always need nerds. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they now more than ever, dude. To do their bidding now like, more all than the ever. time. Well, hey, if anybody at Arby's is listening, this, uh, Chris <laughs> Farron does not... Whatever Benny's saying about Arby's, I'm on board with Arby's. <laughs> this I'm on Arby's side. You know, I got yelled at on the internet for, for using Arby's as like a dumb Southerner reference. I'm afraid to say. I'm sorry, Chris. Florida's not I'm the from, South. Yeah, you're right. Especially Naples. Yeah. You're like... It's like Michigan. It's Bermuda to me, <laughs> basically. Benny, they, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, but I did. I got in trouble and she said... Like typical libtard, <gasps> you snowflake. Yeah, it was a snowflakey thing. She's libtard. like typical libtard, <laughs> lumping like Arby's eaters with this or something. What a total cuck move! I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and her calling me out worked because I literally answered like, "You're right. It's not cool to do," and then blocked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like, a good response. Because that's my thing on Twitter now. Is like I, if you even disturb me at all, I just block you. Yeah, that's fine. Because I don't need it, right? No, honestly, if I wasn't afraid of losing my followers on Twitter, I would have deleted it years ago. Yeah, it's a totally cheesy, self-serving reason. I still have it. Oh yeah, I mean that's it provides that's me no Twitter. joy. That is Twitter. No joy. No, we're all forced to be on it. Yeah. No? Yeah. By ourselves. What we if we signed ourselves. off? What happens? We used to write an essay about how you're signing off. Exactly. Of course, you have to have a big <laughs> thing. Yeah. 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 Very dramatic. And then you have to make a comeback and have like a reunion show. Well, then you then you just kind of like, <laughs> then you kind of slowly just be like, I could probably just go back on Twitter. And then you go back on and never say anything. Yeah. About and you, you can't like, get yeah. followers yeah. again. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm afraid of. Like, is that I'd lose all of them. And then, like, three months from now, I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I yeah, miss I, it. And then I want them again, and I can't have I've, them. Dude, no, I toyed with this. And I think when you deactivate it, they keep it for, like, a year. Oh, like, I think if you, like that, they yeah. assume in the next 12 months, you're going to crack. Right. Oh, really? And you can pick up. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty wise. Yes. I had a question about nerds for you, Benny. Nerds. Uh, nerds How for often, you. and this is not disparaging at all to, no, to please. fans of your band. I'm an open book. How often are you just at home stoned, and you're like... Let's check out like this drum cover, the Fifty Nine Sound, because I feel like I do stuff like that with not my band. How often does it happen? Has it ever happened? Yes. <laughs> and, and what are the results like? They vary. Very varied. Some, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I'm like very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like hell yeah. Like that was awesome. That dude's got a cool voice. Or like, and I don't sweat. And I'm especially like that. Even covering songs like. I don't think you have to play songs the way they are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. True. So if someone gives it a little a little jazz, yeah. love it. Chris, what about you with Chris Farron covers? You, um, oh, wait. I have one oh, other sorry. thing. Go ahead. The one thing that bothers me, Jonah. Sure. And I'll tell you this. And some of it's because of production quality. But is when I see the drum cover and they're playing a faster song with eighth notes on the hi-hat instead of sixteenths. Wow. I'm like, you're... Making me look lazy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't play the cheater beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to their credit, those 16th notes are washed out of many records where you can't really hear them. It's just some <clears throat> loud symbol. So, you know, yeah. hi-hats. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> right, Brad? Engineers hats. hate hi-hats, right? They're a difficult instrument. It's like you're one of your... Is a China symbol worse? 
No, well, you know, it's probably I'm not sure a deal that with that you, Benny, it's sales. not a problem. If I was striking a China, you wouldn't mind? I'm sure that you would strike it perfectly. Oh, so nice. What about you? Do you are there many Chris Farron covers? Yeah, I get I, I get people sending me stuff uh yeah, on Twitter and stuff like directing me to their YouTube covers and a lot of times it's very good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. It's a very diplomatic answer, uh, and I like it. There, I mean, it, the only the Often thing in it's not terrible. You know, uh, if somebody is you know new to their instrument or figuring things out, you know, it, that's the way it's going to sound, and I, I that's exciting because they're figuring it out and they're doing that. the The ones that are bizarre to me is when it's like they're playing something so wrong that i can't even fathom how they <laughs> are doing it and how, and like are singing it so wrong but you can tell that it's supposed to be right but it's like and not like singing it bad but just like that's not the melody in that's any way not it yeah, yeah. And that's not like the cadence of the vocal or anything right. that always perplexes me but it doesn't like you know i'll 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 tweet at them and say this is bad you've done a bad job here and please stop listening to <laughs> uh, and you're stupid yeah and you're stupid chris are you familiar with our segment mystery friend no what is mystery it? friend we got to get music okay. for it well maybe so it's a segment i'm just looking at this question where we have a friend of yours who's a mystery <gasps> And they have a question or need you, want you to tell a story, and you have to do it, and then you have to guess which friend of yours requested it. Okay. And Mystery friend! And today we have a story from one of your friends, and it says, Ask Chris to tell the story about when he mouthed off to a cop in Canada. Oh. Okay. Wow, I really have no idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> this person said mouthed off? Mouthed off to a cop in Canada. Okay. Um... Everybody in Canada is so nice, of course. Um, I was on tour in Canada with my band, driving the van around. Um, When I, in the past, and some also in the present, I have been known to really stretch the... uh, Ben, you're going to love this. Gaslight. Um, (laughs) When I'm driving. And... um, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's like you see the sign that says next service is 80 miles and you're like, oh, my God. And I just drove past the last one, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like a very tense situation for a while. So it was one of those situations where I was like, we need gas now so bad. Um, we were in a very like nothing part of canada like just like in the middle of nowhere basically and we're driving and i finally see a gas station and we're on like just like a two-lane road um i see a gas station and i uh i passed it by accident and then i was like i gotta do a u-turn and i just did like the most illegal u-turn you could ever do i do the illegal u-turn and i pull right into the gas station a cop comes up behind doesn't turn his sirens on he like parks right behind us uh in the gas station and gets out of the car and i'm like noticing that that's happening but i'm also noticing that the gas station doesn't have any gas or it's like 
an old gas station. Yeah. They just, we're not getting gas at this place. Sure. And I'm like, okay, we're leaving. And then the cop comes up and goes, hey, you can't do that U turn. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah. And I drove away. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think about it at all. And when, when I was on the road, like everybody, I think, was just like, like stunned. And then, like slowly, they were like, "Did you just drive away from that cop?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I did." And he didn't chase you down. No, uh, I was just Canada. Like, I just like yeah. I just like waved him away, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever." Thirty miles south, like, he would have been uh, shot. Yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who do you think requested that story? Yeah. <clears throat> oh gosh, we have a lot of the same friends. This I know. Is be tough. I know. That's all he has to go on, Jonah. Nothing yep. else. You will not give me any clues. Um, give me a clue. maybe a physical characteristic. Mm. Yeah, I'm just trying might. to think of one that won't won't give it away. In the kitchen with the candlestick. Um, this person, are, are they an East Coaster or a West Coast? This person is an East Coaster. They live on the East Coast? Yes. The upper part of the United States or the north of the Mason Dixon? They live in the greater New York area. Okay. You know a few people in in the yeah. greater New York area. Right, yeah. It's not me. It's not you. It's not Jeff, probably. It's Jeff. Oh, wow. Oh. It's Jeff. Wow. Jeff Rosenstock. Great. That was a very soft guess, though. It's not Jeff. <laughs> it couldn't possibly be Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Jeff Rosenstock. a mystery friend. You got it. <laughs> well, that explains you, why Jeff. Jeff said, hey, do you, are there any stories about you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any stories about you. Man, Jonah, I have so many. Yeah. I have a lot of Chris what's Farron your, stories. What's yeah, your favorite Chris Farron story? Well, we have an epic story we that never we told experienced it on together. I'm down. Should we just get into I it? I think it's okay. I've told it a few times recently and like was like, that's nothing crazy. Is there any happened. part of it we should leave out? The one <sighs> part of it about... There's two... Yeah, that part. Yeah, that part's, that part's Is that not fine? even that much... Non-sequitur? We can leave that out. Okay. Yeah, that's All just right. not really anything so, to the story. Where do we even begin? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. It happened in it happened in Saint Augustine, Florida. What year? What year is this? 2007. About yeah, yeah. 2007. Fake Proms and Gaslight are doing a van tour together, and buses were merely a a dream, and that would have never happened. As far as I was was concerned, only for public transport. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So we played a weird show at like an Orioles club, which is like the female version of an Elks Lodge. Oh, I didn't remember yeah, that at all. I remember that. Very few people came. Very few people. The venue was mad that we were there, of course. Yeah, they weren't pleased. They didn't like it. There was local drinkers, uh-huh. like the actual Ooh. members of the club hanging out at the bar, not stoked. Right. It was a rowdy show for the small amount of people that yes. were there, though. A lot of like piling on and just like shenanigans. Right. And then they were also providing some sort of free beverage. It was some sort of like weird blue sapphire drink or some. Wow. It was like a foofy drink. These are details that yeah. I, have, like, I don't have. Well, it's all important because this story went on for nearly 24 hours. Yes, truly. Like that's, that's a fact. 
So, and this all plays in the man doing the show, who is the promoter. We're getting a, lo- our- a loose term for like, yeah, not much promotion. <laughs> yeah. More to be so had. like our buddy. He was a guy. <laughs> yeah, he was a guy. <laughs> yeah. who lived in St. Augustine. <laughs> right. who had access to the Orioles. Club. Right, right. And we were going to a house afterwards, which was going to be our place to stay. Yeah, originally. Yeah, and uh, and his we- house. No, it was the other... Yeah, it was his house. Yeah, it was his house. His house. So on the way out of the venue, he gets jumped on the way to the party. Remember, this is a part of the story we forget. Right. Also, um, when we were loading out, the security guards or whatever of the venue were like being such dicks to us. They were like, like, like... Taking our stuff and like just throwing it out the door, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So the vibe was funky. Yeah, it was weird. Like just from the get, like tense. the vibe was tense. The vibe was weird. Then the promoter of the show gets jumped out, and this isn't like a jumpy area. I mean, I'm talking like beautiful <laughs> Spanish style castles, sixteen hundred, just gorgeous. Like, like Magellan hangs out. Yeah, yeah. That's where the fountain of youth is. <laughs> right. I mean, right. it's like the real fountain. Yeah, of not youth. a jumpy place. I was yeah. extremely surprised when this kid shows up to the party with like a bloody ear. Right. And like, just we're like, what happened, man? Yeah. Jeez. So somewhere along the way, the promoter breaks into his job goes into the walk-in oh closet gosh. these are all details that I and have. stole a whole case of wine right that's so, why they're all the wine bottles that's where the that wine bottles come that from another important <laughs> you haven't gotten into detail in this in a while yeah, this right this is crazy i'm so glad we're telling and you i that. believe meats and then the bass player <laughs> from gaslight anthem alex drank an entire bottle of nyquil <laughs> Oh, wow. Which Not is another wine. important of the story okay. because that leads to some of his future actions. Right, right. Okay. So, so what's like the next part? So like, we get to the house. I, this is my tour vibe. I'm like, where can I go to bed? So I find a place and I just go to bed. Or yeah. I try to go to bed, but it, there's a party. Try to go to bed. Yeah. It's, of course, it's a, it's a tour where you stay at people's houses, so every night you have to just suffer through a fucking party. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting part of Van touring at people's houses where, you know, you being at their house is an extremely unique experience. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're there, they only have a few bands a year, maybe you're one of their favorite bands. Right. So that's the night for them. They're and they're like, going to show you yeah, how you gotta, we're going to show you how this they're going to show you how St. Augustine <laughs> exactly. parties. Exactly. And it's very by. different from the ways other places party. <laughs> right. And you stayed up till <laughs> three o'clock in the morning in Orlando right. the night before. Right. Doing the same exact thing. Doing the exact same thing. Or somebody doing the exact same thing. And you're you. hoping <laughs> for a nerd's house. Yeah. Someone who just wants to like watch a movie? A parent's house. Oh, so people who live with their parents. Uh, best. best. Clean carpets. Clean Breakfast. toilets. Magazines. Yep. Just product in the shower. Mm-hmm. Towels. Beds. All sorts of things. Yeah. yeah, I love a parent's house. Yeah. This place we were at was not. No, a parent's this was house. kids rule. This was and and this is also Camp nowhere. Yeah. And this is the part of Florida too where like I don't even really understand humans and the way they live. Mm-mm. There's some sort of weird perpetual fantasy about central Floridians 
I don't know. I don't, it's an identity thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what to get into it, but they're such a unique group of people. For sure. So everyone's getting this wasted, and a young man appears who's really, really messed up on, like, heroin or drunk or something, and kind of starts floating around in one of those, like, shitty ways. And uh, he bumps into somebody, and you came out. I decided after two hours that I was (laughs) not going to be able to fall asleep, so I might as well just, you know, see what's up. So I'm a sober... I I wasn't... uh, I hadn't gotten drunk yet in the night, so and everybody else was two hours ahead of me. Yes, you know. Yes. So I come out and everybody's shit faced. Oh yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll start on wine. Uh, yeah, I'll start on wine. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll start drinking, and so I'm like <laughs> sipping like a cup of wine or something, uh, and this guy he looked like anthony Kiedis. this very Kiedis esque yeah. man comes up <laughs> Kiedis-esque. uh and is just kind of like swaying in front of me yeah and i'm and i haven't had any experience with this guy all night this is the first time i'm seeing him and i'm just like hi what's up we've already had a couple like Weird. get away from us moments with this guy right already so then this guy i think out of nowhere just kind of like like gives me like a push in the shoulder, yeah, like not for- like super aggressive, but just like what weird, yeah. and, um, and totally out of left field, but, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's when Alex mm-hmm. on Nyquil mm-hmm. reaches over, grabs the kid's throat, puts him against the wall, and goes, "Nobody touches Chris Farron." <laughs> <laughs> This is a real quote yep. <laughs> that we are both, what's the word? Corroborating? Yeah. I can never say it. It's yeah. very true that he said that. So he did say it. <laughs> the kid falls and we're like, essentially, this is still when that was like really funny. Right. Right. Like everyone's just really laughing that he just did that and <laughs> said that. Yeah. And it's still pretty light in the room. Yeah. And then like within a couple minutes later, uh, Like, we basically push him out the front door, assuming he's so wasted he'll just go do whatever. Yeah. A couple minutes later, Alex is sitting on a coffee table. Like, you know, I'm I'm, to illustrate, I have my elbows on my knees. Mm -hmm. And the kid comes back in, goes right for Alex, who's a big fella. Alex is a big fella. And has a, let's just say he's a skilled fighter. Right. He's done it before. And this kid comes in, and I'm like, I saw it happening a thousand miles away, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This yeah. is going to be bad. Yeah. Comes in and just pushes Alex on the shoulder. And Alex just, like, looks up at him, just like, you know, serious almost, like this. And the kid pushes him again. Before you know it, like, a Little Mac Mike Tyson's punch out, like, thrust. Uppercut. Uppercut. From a seated position. Yeah. Into the man. It was like Street Fighter. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. And he, I don't, I mean, for the sake of the story, I think he got air. I'm going to say he got air. I'm going to say he got air. Yeah. Falls on the table and breaks an ashtray with his face. Like, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And this is when the whole room goes, whoa! Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. This just went here. Yeah. This is getting bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, 
That's and then the f- that kid left. He just disappeared. Yeah. And he managed we to never, get up. And nobody ever saw him again. <laughs> managed to get up and he disappeared. Already, you know, we think like we're two violent parts of the night in, you know, like. Yeah. Like I thought that was going to be the and end so, to it. So that happened. And then as uh, happens when young men get into like physical altercations or something, we were just and drunk. We were just all jacked up and like just talking about it on loop for just like ramp. 45 minutes. Just ramp. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this quickly led to the next part of the story. Right. Which is and a this little... is at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's getting point. late. Yeah. So it's getting late. Many, most of the, the, the party has died down. Like it's almost significantly. Over, right? Yeah. And there's not a lot of wine left. And, uh, funny part of this, Brian's sleeping in the van. Right. While this is going on. Oh, oh right. Yeah. There's cause, cause he makes a grand entrance in the oh, story. Yeah. And, uh, so later that evening, there was a very, very drunk girl kicking around who maybe lived there, maybe not. And at some point she was half asleep on the couch. Right. And we all witnessed a pretty creepy dude who I can closely say looked like a mix between like Vincent D'Onofrio and full metal jacket and the guy who killed Dimebag Daryl. Oh, I can't picture like that. Some, guy, but someone I mean, Google that, makes, that, makes Google that listening to the podcast. Yeah. And that'll be the illustration <laughs> of this guy. Somewhere around there, right. I think. And we see this guy creeping up on the half passed out girl on the couch. They're just like, they're both on the couch. And in my memory, they were like, at one point talking to each other but she's like laying down she's so drunk and he doesn't seem like he's drunk like no, at all no uh and then like that's kind of just kind of happening like out of the side of my eye like in the background um but then very distinctly started to hear things that were more along the lines of no and don't yeah, stop exactly or, or, no don't comma stop etc like but she's so drunk and like incapacitated it's not really specific right Uh, but it's clearly predatory right gross behavior going on so i remember specifically i believe it was myself who said all right and what the fuck is going on over here yeah and drew everyone's attention over to this couch yeah and the guy tries to be like uh, like he's like like, oh no he's like no we're friends cool kind of thing and we're like, no, nah, it's not fucking cool. Yeah, you should stop. She and, definitely said stop. And like, and then Alex says, it looks like someone else is going to have to get fucked up tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Another classic line in right. the story. <laughs> right. He should write for action movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking John McClane. It's like, yeah, like it's one over and over. Okay. And bear in mind, this is on a bottle of NyQuil. It's impressive. Right. Yeah. It's impressive he's standing. Yeah. So in my memory, the next thing that happened was, okay, so this guy is sitting on the couch and I'm like, yeah, this guy's like, you know, probably just like a little kind of a stocky guy. And in my memory, he stood up and he was like 12 feet tall. <laughs> Big. And he was like huffing, like literally like huffing and puffing like he was a, like a bull about to like attack. That was a touch farther. So Alex said that. Uh-huh. And then the guy said, I don't think you could take me. (gasps) And that's when this like, just like staring contest, weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's when the much, you know, when the bulls are. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's me snorting like a bull. Did it sound like it? Yeah. It did. Mm -hmm. It really did. And you're doing the foot thing too. I'm not sure people could hear that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's going on. And I remember Alex keeps going, stop fucking looking at me, bro. <laughs> stop fucking looking at me, bro. Like doing it just like that. Also, and- I want to say we are halfway through this story right now oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true it's true this it's is true. incredible i love it so so all of a sudden the guy pulls the classic mistake move he gets up he starts taking off like his glasses he literally took his shirt off yeah starts Whoa. taking his shirt off yeah. and before it hits the ground alex jumped over a table and started punching him right before he even knew, he thought he was gonna chest up for a while. You know, he was yeah. getting he was getting ready for the right, yeah, for the extra step. For the but, announcer, to well, announce he forgets. Him. Alex is from the Bronx, and I think he learned at a young age that if you know it's gonna happen, get it going yeah. and make sure you get a good one in there first. Yep. You know, that's it's kind of how it goes. Yeah, he anyone listening, kids out punched. there listening, I'm not promoting violence. Don't fight. Don't fight if you don't have to, but... If you see if, a guy being creepy to a girl yeah. who's passed out... Yeah, that's, it's, and if you know bad, for then. a fact you're going to get in a physical altercation, punch him first. Yes. And try to get him square in something that's just going <laughs> to get mess him all square up. Square in something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so this is going on, and everyone was assuming this guy would fall down right. or something. He's a big man. Right. Takes we found little. out later a veteran... Oh, I didn't. Creepy I don't remember vet. that. Oh, He's boy. this kind of guy. Vet. This is leads to my paranoia later in the story. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's a creepy vet. Not to say all vets are creepy. This is just a particularly no, no. creepy man who happens to be a veteran. Yeah. yeah. And he had that sullen look in his eyes, like like something was missing there. You know. Right. Yeah. I thought he was capable of bad mm, things. Right. Terrible well, things. He maybe. Was definitely. I, um, yeah. <laughs> so this eventually turns into a bit of a melee well you you swoop in i swoop it well i see they they get in a bit of a stalemate they're kind of holding each other and this is where alex kind of looks at me he's like all right like this motherfucker's big and i drank a bottle of night like, you know? so, i run in i punch the guy in the side of the head i cut my hand on his glasses which oh, wow. were still like hanging off the side of the back of his head for some reason he got his shirt off but and i managed glasses. to kind of get him in a headlock Great. and just be like Cut the fuck out. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. You know, and I'm trying to like right. just end it in, in that in that instinct. Right. So me and my friend Derek, <laughs> we see this and we're like, yeah, here we come. Here we come. <laughs> we are going to definitely uh, add to this situation but listen, and, and help out. <laughs> but we are like two No very, hesitation. Like, true. Uh, two, you know, Definitely, as we can all tell now, I'm very muscular and stuff, but at the time, very scrawny. <laughs> Smaller uh, than. And Derek, very, very skinny person yeah. at the time. Gazelle-like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Just like little, like, indie rockers. You but know? they still, they swoop in. We swoop in. Derek Perry comes with some long swooping kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long kicks. Chris Farron runs in. With trigger elbow. Yeah. He's going... I'm going like this. Elbow. And I'm doing it like on like under his shoulder blade. So essentially, Derek and I were massaging this guy <laughs> while Alex and Benny were like trying to, you know, get him to stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's what was but going on. regardless, this being said, we always, always recognize the nobility yeah. of fake problems. They were up for it, man. Right. They were up for it respect thank you respect. yeah i appreciate that that's the and only I thought th- you helped 
yeah, trigger elbow I can't feel I, good. I definitely was like he was like, what is happening now? <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> What's going on? This is confusing. <laughs> so, and this is a random part of the story. Earlier in the night, I had met. A freight rider, a graffiti guy from Philadelphia. Remember Face Tattoo Man? I mean, I've met so many. There's a man <laughs> hanging out at the party with face tattoos. He was a freight rider from Philadelphia. As this melee moves outside and is starting to get broken up, freight rider asked me what's going on. I'm like, this guy was getting creepy with some girl in there. All of a sudden, freight rider just runs up clocks the guy and he goes disrespecting women motherfucker <laughs> philly motherfucker free riders motherfucker and just oh starts going that nuts such, on this guy that is amazing to have your perspective on that is that not how it went? no i think that must be how it went but from my perspective so you probably stayed inside for a little bit or something and maybe so i somehow i was led with the melee outside yeah like the guy was like like, okay, whatever. And he was just like outside. And he was just like essentially just sitting, you know, thinking. Yeah. Shirtless. <laughs> Shirtless. Remember, like, I remember some blood coming right. down his face. Like on, the, on a stoop. Yeah. Like I think the, the deal was like he was waiting for a ride or something. Yeah. Um, and so I was out there. Oh, also, did the Brian thing already happen? It happened right around then. It happened when we were coming out. When we decided to because bail. I remember the first thing I saw when I came outside and it was like after it was over. Yeah. Was uh Brian was waiting out right outside the door with a, a two big, by four. Two, two by four. Yeah. And goes, Where is he? <laughs> I was just like, uh he's over there, but it's I think it's over. <laughs> Essentially what happened there was Alex Levine had gone out to the van. Right. For more reserves. Right. Brian was sleeping in the van. <laughs> woke him out of a cold sweat. Yeah. And it was yeah. his instinct. Right. And respect. Right. Yeah. Grab for a sure. two by four. Yeah. And then <laughs> just jump straight in. Props yeah. to Brian Didn't even Fallon. know what was going on. Yeah. Nice. So Brian, Brian was up for it. Right. So yeah. So right around that, for, for me, from that perspective, right around that same time, like that guy is just like, he's done. He's just like, he, he obviously um, has been beat up you know he was struck many times yeah uh and he was just like done um but he was still kind of sitting there with like a fuck you sort of attitude yeah freaked everybody out yeah he he, it was a creepy super creepy and right around the same time the owner of the house who was a punk rock guy was frustrated that people were fighting so he decides to put his hand through a window yeah. and completely rips up his hand and it has to be rushed to the hospital. Oh, this is not the guy who got jumped. No. Okay. This is separate. Again, yeah. I know this even sounds fake. It's not. It's insane. It was yeah. this much blood. It yeah. was this crazy. Yeah. So at about this time in the night, we're just like, all right, we obviously can't stay at this house anymore. But wait, but, <laughs> you know but yeah, I mean? wait my, my perspective about like oh, the, 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 the tattoo guy yeah. was it was over. Like the guy was just there, and then all of a sudden, a guy with oh, face yeah. tattoos comes, like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I never that saw him in true. the house. He yeah. came out of nowhere. He sucker punched him, and he just started punching him yeah. and saying all that stuff. Back of the head too. Like, and not I was just like, legit. "What the hell? Yeah. Happened? How did this guy find out about this?" It was, and it was because I had like a forty-five second conversation right. with that yeah, guy yeah. earlier in the night about graffiti. Right. So we were. Best friends. Right, right, right. Best friends. Willing to fight for me. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of how that... So yeah. It was I, Tim Barry, that man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So at that time, 
we all collectively decide, right? We can't stay at this house yeah, anymore. Let's leave. It's just like clearly sullied. Yeah. We have to collect a couple people out of rooms. Right. Who are doing, who are having fun. Yeah. Um, everyone loads into the van and we go to a friend's house. Right. Driving away, by the way, and I, I see it so cinematically, the only man left in this house, because the homeowners were rushed to the hospital <laughs> with a bleeding hand, was this guy. Yeah. Just sitting there. The girl was gone, too. She was gone. Her, fr- Everyone her, her was friend gone. came and got we her. We all left. And this is where I do have a secret respect for this guy. <laughs> Literally, last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> he got everyone to leave that house and he yeah. was still sitting there shirtless and bleeding and just like kind of like ready for it. Scary Weird. guy. Super scary. So we moved to another, your friend's house on the yeah. other side of town. Right. Very nice place. Yeah. Probably got there at what? Like 5.30, yeah. 6 in the morning the, the or something. The sun was coming out. sun was coming out. And people start passing out, going to different rooms, doing their things. I, for one, a paranoid man, I knew this guy's a vet. I knew he's local. I knew it probably couple vans outside. I'm like, this guy's coming here with like a gun. Uh-huh. I'm like, and he's going to come shoot us all. Cause he looks crazy. Right. And it's Florida. I'm like, this happens here, you know, it does happen there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to sleep on this cot, trying to relax. And what do I hear? But the pitter patter of feet on the roof of this house. Yeah. So I go to fucking bear in mind seven in <laughs> the morning now. This, this and I'm like, how the, the fuck roof. is this day still happening? <laughs> yeah. How's anything still happening? And I hear it on the roof. I'm like, here he is fucking Johnny spy tech <laughs> went home, got his shit. Yeah. He's going to fucking kill us all. Probably hide our bodies. They'll never know. They'll make a movie about two bands just disappearing in right. St. Augustine. Like yeah. I'm going pretty far in my right, head right. here. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of following the noises and I go out to the backyard and I see the woman who lives at the house just sitting there laughing at something. Mm-hmm. And I look up and there's three members of Fake Problems, yourself included, yes. naked on the roof of this house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I don't think I think I was the only one who was naked. And then I quickly realized nobody else was getting naked. And then I put my clothes back on. I was like, so we're not doing the naked thing. So maybe that's what scarred me from from being naked ever again. Yeah. Is that it? Maybe. How did you guys end up on the roof? We just popped up, you know. I don't know. When you're 18 years old, getting on a roof is like nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need ladders now. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. So they're on the roof, and I'm like, well, thank God. It's just that There's naked. There's a pool. We're jumping into and, the pool. And the idea <laughs> was to jump into the pool. So they do so. Yep. They jumped into the pool. And Casey thought he left his cigarettes on the roof. Uh Uh-huh. They had kind of like a tin roof. He did. He he left his pack of cigarettes. Oh, he left the pack of cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. On the roof. Goes up to get him, slips, and just smashes his face in the side of a tin roof. No, it was a a metal piece of the gutter that was loose. And and he lifted himself up and it caught in his nose and and sliced his nose open. Yeah. Ah! Dude, it was literally like a ah. gill. Like you saw it, it was like breathing. disgusting. And he also never did anything about it. So he just had a no, big scar. Just, on his and he still to this day has yeah, a giant scar yeah. in his face. The best and, part of that. Yeah. Who went and fetched him? Did he? No, he up? just got down. He wasn't like, it wasn't he, like 
Yeah. It didn't knock him out or anything. It was just. But like, someone else went and got the cigarettes, right? No, he got Oh, them. he did manage to get them. <laughs> they were empty. It was an empty pack. No cigarettes. <laughs> no cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. No he has a way. permanent scar on his face. Yep. For an empty pack. <laughs> for an empty pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I think that's the end, right? That's the end. Yeah, that's that the is end. when it oh, officially yeah. so did. Take, did Casey go to the hospital or anything? No, or no? Uh-uh. we tried to make him. Yeah, and it was going to be like the third hospital trip of the night. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do it. Did We're anybody ever go back to St. Augustine after that? I have never been back to no, St. Augustine. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Ooh, that is a inc- really incredible story, guys. Yeah, Thank you it for is crazy that. that that all happened. I know. I wish like. And I feel like we could have even indulged in more detail. Yeah. It could have been longer. Imagine that. It could have been a whole podcast. I know. You guys should adapt that into like a screenplay. Yeah. I did write the major characters down once. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I have it saved. It would definitely fill out a 90 minute movie. Easily. Easily. Yeah. See, look at all the nerds getting ideas. All the plans. And there's so many good titles in there too. Like, what would you all go for? An empty pack. Or oh, all yeah, for an empty yeah. pack. I still like no one touches Chris Farron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then for like a, a for like a year, any interview Brian did, like the interview, if the interviewer said, like, "Do you have anything else you want to add?" He would yeah, say, they, "Nobody, nobody touches, touches Chris Farron." Chris Farron. <laughs> <laughs> Became pretty legendary. Yeah, right, we cared for you guys greatly. I, and I, and we loved you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Touring with fake problems at that age was like the most, like there was no other band who was like more like refreshing to be around. You were so stoked and so energetic yeah. and just like fun. Yeah. We had everything fun. about it, man. It was yeah. great. Great to be around. Yeah. Those were, that was fun. And another upside was these guys, they're pretty small humans mm-hmm. in general and yeah. not big eaters right so if we, i learned by like the end of a tour if we went to a denny's or something i would just get like a side of toast and just wait <laughs> for <laughs> fake problems to just half eat their meals yes. That's and true. then just house house <laughs> yeah. whatever's yeah, left yeah i ate well <laughs> i really did that's awesome <laughs> Uh, so what else? What else you got coming up, Chris? Anything you want to you want to promote? Or you got some dates? Oh, some dates. Uh, many gigs. Um, I'm doing some shows in November. When does this come out? It can come out kind of whenever we want. All right. Well, if if it hasn't already happened, I have like four shows in November with Astronautilus on the West Coast. Great, love, um, and really great performer. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yes. Super cool. Uh, and a label mate of mine. Yes. Um, and then. Um, in December, I'm playing four shows with Jeff Rosenstock. I'm playing my Christmas album. Uh, I'm doing an all-Christmas album set. Nice. Yeah. Alex Rosamelia wanted me to ask you why you don't have a Hanukkah album. Oh, I hate Jewish people. Of course. <laughs> oh, right. Um, uh, oh. No, I just, I don't, that's not my <laughs> personal experience, I guess, is, is what I could say. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also have a question from from a fan, which I just thought was pretty good. Uh, if Chris was going to retire from music completely, where would he play his last show? Who would he hold a grunge against for not showing up? Ooh, this is from Mandy. That's good. Uh, yeah. I don't know where, but everyone everyone who didn't come would be the grudge. Yeah. Whoever didn't come, the grudge would be. For. Who would be the worst person who couldn't come, Cassie? Um. I guess probably my wife, but I Casey. don't know. 
No. Wow. This is making me sad thinking of retirement <laughs> for music. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it would probably have to be a place that could fit everybody. So Madison Square Garden or something. Right. Uh, Many nights. Yeah. I don't know. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. Any of my top ten closest friends, if they didn't come, I would, I would uh, hold a grudge against them forever. That's fair. As I already do for them missing just shows that I play in towns that I'm in all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like you're one of the, you have a really good attitude about that stuff. Like, I feel like you come to town and you're like, hey, I have this show. If you want to come, let me know. Yeah. And then if you can't make it, it's not. I feel like some people are very, like, precious about that. And I feel like you kind of have been doing this long enough where you get it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I can't think of anywhere that I am, am that I won't be back to. Right. And and if usually if it's in the United States, um, within the next like four months or five or six months, you know, so it's like, you know, I hate going to shows that I'm not playing. So I'm not going to make somebody go to a show. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> Unless they want to go, you know? Yeah, no extra guilt. If somebody wants to see me, they're going to see it. Right, you know? true. Yeah. And I, and once they get to the show, I'm going to see them, and then I'm going to, you know, hide backstage from them for the rest of the night. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, inviting people to shows is just, like... Lame. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that you, like... I'm always sad that I know you're here and I don't see you. But I guess I'm relieved I don't have to go to a show. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll see me play. Oh, yeah. It'll happen whether I'm you like have it or to not. Stare you know? at your ass soon enough. Yeah. That's you know? Right. Yeah. I just was speaking to a five year old kid about that yesterday. Staring Nick, at my ass? Not, well, yeah. Not <laughs> yours specifically, but you are in the royal we right. in this conversation right. because a local kid, it, it got out what I do for a living. Okay. With some of the local kids. <laughs> So now they talk about drums and stuff, right? which is fine. And a nice little boy named Ivan was watching some videos and he said the cool thing, he's like, you're always playing with a guitar player. And I made him laugh by saying, yeah, I stare at their butts all day long. <laughs> and he got a chuckle. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And I have, I've stared at your butt. Yeah. I, yeah. Decent butts in Antarctica. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I wonder, you. I've never really, like, considered what is, like, the finest set of butts I've played behind. It's going to take a little... That is a drummer thing, though. I never thought... Of, I've never played drums, so yeah. I never really... I feel like I'm just looking at, at, like, a sea of people all the time. Yeah, you would never know. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just the screaming crowd in front of Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> just the sea of... of... Of non-buds, yeah. <laughs> of course, looking forwards, full attention, yeah, no yeah. butts to be seen. Oh, man. Jonah, you are just one of those magnetic performers, you know? Thank you, Benny. You're welcome. What I, do you think of Jonah's mustache? I love it. I, he's had it for a while. Yeah, a couple of years now. Yeah. yeah. I think Jonah's look right now is the best Jonah of the, <laughs> of the Jonah I've known for 10 years or something. Yeah. This is, this is your look. Thank you. I think you've got it. You know, I mean, I feel like you figure it out. Like, did you know when you kind of grew your hair out, put the glasses on, you were like, this is it? Like, this feels like me? Definitely the hair, for yeah. sure, felt good. Yeah. 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 Love I, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. How often do you wash, brush? What are you doing with that these days? Um, 
You know, when I wash, I make sure I don't have any sort of... This is going to sound very stupid. I make sure I don't have any sort of public appearance coming up. Yeah. Because when you wash your long hair, it becomes Fabio-level... Too many flyaways. It's just insane. Yeah. It's too whatever. it. And you kind of have to plan... What do you... Like, say... Say you have a big gig. Mm -hmm. And you're home. Right. Like, how many days before the gig would be, like, perfect so your hair is perfect for the show? Like, two days before? Yeah, like... Two or three, probably. And worst case scenario, if I'm at home, my wife can like, she knows she's had long hair for longer than I have. So she can help me if it's like too whatever. A little product. Or whatever. She can figure that out with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Have you ever thought about doing something like Jenny Owen Young's and just having it cover like one of your eyes? Kind of like. You think she thing? does? She, you think that's a calculated move on her part? No, I don't know if it's calculated. I don't yeah. know. I don't have long She's hair. So devious. She is a devious, <laughs> evil person, so it's, it's possible. Um, yeah, I, I've never thought about that. No. <laughs> to answer your question. I've yeah, that's fair. That. that's fair. <laughs> we were wondering on this program, we were talking about it earlier, how if you were to leave Twitter, you have to make like a press release about you leaving Twitter. Right. We had a conversation a couple podcasts ago about how every person who leaves every band puts out this really, really like heartfelt and emotional statement. And this includes like bass players who spent six months in the group. Right. And we were, what is the prerequisite? Like, how long do you have to be in the group to be able to write a press release about your exit? That's a good question. Um, First, I a thing that I love to do is when a band breaks up. I love reading their thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, the it's always so stupid. Yeah, like I no band has ever broken up and had a MySpace post or whatever <laughs> that was like, "Wow, what a great thing they just." just I said. feel yeah. different. Now. I mean, it's yeah. you know it. It's gonna make their fans are gonna be like so sad, and then like the people who don't really know who they are or just have heard their name or just going to be like, whatever. Still don't care. Yeah. yeah. But it's always just like such a like end of the world kind of thing. <laughs> and of course it is to them. To them. Like we've been yeah, in bands. Sure. Like it, it feels like the end of the world when you, yeah, especially like when you're like a super young person and become an adult in a band. Mm. Like when that ends, it's just like, whoa, that's true. I'm going to die one day. <laughs> 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 um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think you have to have, uh, played on a record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Any tour? And toured. Yeah. So you play. can't be a, uh, session guy, a se- yeah. like a session guy or, or a fill in tour, a, f- a tour touring member. So you get a re- you got to record <laughs> right. on a record and tour on a record. Yeah. And then you're allowed to make a, a statement. Press photo. You have to be in a press photo. At least one. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, you don't even exist to <laughs> begin <true>. with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't get on wax, right? You don't get on paper, right? You were never there. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right, Jonah. Yeah, that's fair. History is written by the powerful, my friend. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. And then the photographed. <laughs> and the photographed. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you again to Chris Farron once again for coming by. Check out his latest album, Can't Die. And if you are a fan, you should also 
go to Asian Man Records and get that reissue of his Christmas album, Like a Gift of like a gift from God or whatever. Um, it's, there's a super limited pressing. Hopefully it's still available by the time this is happening. Um, and yeah, Chris is an amazing guy. He tours a lot. He opens for huge bands and, uh, you got to go see him. And like we said, if, if you see him, please say, we heard you on going <laughs> off track. Uh, we know you've been doing this for like 15 years, but this is how we discovered you. Um, so you should, you know, really appreciate Jonah and Brad and Benny and Steven. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. Yeah, we don't mean that. Um, but yeah, Chris is a great performer. Um, so yeah, and, and check out his old band, Fake Problems, if you want to get deeper. For real, man. They were really good. I, my old band, The Love Kill, played some shows with them. I saw them a bunch of times. Uh, and uh, I got to see all those guys again at Chris's wedding a few years ago, and it was it was great. So yeah, thanks to Chris for coming by. Thank you once again to Pulse Music and Stephen Grawalski. Um, if you want to record a podcast, you should do it at Pulse Music, or if you have a TV or film project or anything, it's a beautiful, beautiful studio. Yes, it is. Located in Midtown Manhattan. And uh, yes, again, thank you to our supporters. Um, everyone who supports us via PayPal through our site, via Venmo, and most recently our Patreons um, via patreon.com slash going off track. Um, you guys ha- have really helped us cover our server costs. Um, me and Brad just recorded a bonus episode, which we're going to be doing monthly for you guys and and girls. And also, uh, you get the podcast early. So get it early, of, and there's other stuff. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, merch, other stuff, and we're working on expanding that as well. Um, and plus if you, you get to hear the outtakes that plus, we couldn't release to the public, yes, get to hear the outtakes. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to our Patreon page. And if you are a Patreon and there's something you'd like us to do or like you'd like to hear as a bonus episode or an incentive, please let us know. We're sort of figuring this out as we go along um after six years <laughs> so anyways yeah thanks again to chris um hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll be back next week with another thrilling episode of going off track imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.